You are listening to Let's Go Jojo, the weekly Jojo's Bizarre Adventure podcast about the weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain, the sequel of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering the anime that airs the week of the 4th to the 10th of August, 2022, with a few exceptions, starting with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Part 6, Episode 14, Kiss of Love and Revenge, Part 2. There is a lot of, like, this, like, subheading, subheading, subheading mm-hmm. at the stage. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, this, I think, is my favourite episode of the series so far. Uh, I think it builds to a very nice crescendo. Uh, she did fucking point the shit out of that dude. Yes. Over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, um, it's one of those good cathartic moments of uh, seeing a real sack of shit get what's coming mm-hmm. from. Mm. Uh, it is odd, though, that it opens with a recap of the previous season that you thought should probably have been at the start of last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I was watching this one again. I was like, wait, am I watching last week's one again? Because I was like, oh, it's starting with a recap. That's probably the one from... It's like, no, I, I am watching the right one again. Yeah, it's done this it's, to me fucking two weeks in a row now. <laughs> it's, it's an odd one now. I thought it was because I hadn't, like... Because I, I, I pulled it up on the telly via the, the PlayStation there. I thought, oh, maybe because I hadn't I'd done it on here in a while it's doing yeah, this. Exactly. So it was just like, okay. Mm. Okay, well... <laughs> Maybe yeah, completely off on it. Nobody actually watched that. Like what was happening? I don't know. Hmm. Or did you insert that because this is like you know it was? Oh, seasons going thirteens, right? So naturally, episode fourteen is where the second season begins. Because that's what so many other TV programs do. If you're just going to do it all in a batch, like everything, then maybe hmm. that's how it goes sometimes. It's a, it's a bit of an odd choice, all right, but um, nice. Unappreciated or anything, it's good for catching you up. But like you already watched the last episode, so you're probably back on board. Yeah, priest um, trying to find a bone in a prison. Yes, um, and that's what he wants Sportsmax to do. But unfortunately, Sportsmax has been shoved in a pipe full of shit, and <laughs> the girls are being attacked by an invisible crocodile that mm-hmm. is inexplicably not an alligator. They do um, say alligator. They said alligator. Oh, afterwards. they said alligator this time. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all right then. Um, and what are they going to do? Uh, Hermes is like, this is my fight, you two ladies. You should run away. And first of all, I think, first of all, Jolene's like saying it's it's her fight. And then Foo Fighters is saying, it's got my hand inside, my leg, or my foot inside it. So therefore, it's... Motherfucker got my leg. I, I'm, yeah. I've got a personal stake in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jolene makes like a, a web so that it'll obviously have to break any of the thread to get to them. But unfortunately, gravity does not apply to invisible zombie crocodiles, that, <laughs> alligators, whichever. Of course, so obvious. Yeah, because it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's like a ghost, but it is a zombie, as, as they established in this. So it's a ghost in that it is of a dead body, but it's not attached to the dead body. But it is a zombie in that it craves yeah. human flesh. So it's, it's yeah. kind of like, mm, mm, yeah. It's an invisible zombie, yeah. Yeah, that also just, because it's it, because it's a bit ghosty, it can just run along the walls or something. Yeah. yeah. Ow, ow, ow! It's got my uh, arm in its mouth. Oh wait, I'm Foo Fighters. Finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she's not 
taken out for the the whole thing. She spends a lot of the episode out of the action, but she does get to shoot a crocodile from the inside of its mouth. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then try More and put so... the, everybody back oh, no, together again. Yeah, yeah. She's the, she's the longest to put everyone back together herself because it, you know she's in bits. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, oh, let me reattach your finger. Let me heal up that scar. And, jo- and Jolene's got a bite taken out of her shoulder from this crocodile running up the walls. And she's like, is that enough? I hope that's enough. Just let, let me try and reattach your fucking shoulder tissue here. If I find some, some, some like fucking alligator chunks, maybe you can't find like, some pipes, put some of that in there. Mm-hmm. Little rat meat, you know. It's, it's it'll, definitely it'll, it'll the grossest healing power so far. It's very useful, but it is gross as heck. Mm. <laughs> Sports Max has escaped. He's wandering the prison hallways yeah. again. He's like, oh man, I'm going to get my revenge. First, I'm going to have me a little fun. Hey, baby, you want to go out with Sports Max? Ah, okay, ignoring me, huh? I can go along with that. <laughs> I am also into that. It's like touches her shoulders. Like, and she slaps the guy next to him. He's like, hey, how dare you touch me without pain? He's like, oh, he touched you without pain. Let's drag this guy over here and kick his ass. And she's like, wait, you're you're dragging yourself through the corridor. That's very strange. Uh, Fort Max is very slow on the uptake. Yeah. Let's shake him out. She's <laughs> one pants coming off. It's like, oh, Jesus, we can't do it right here. Oh, I mean, come on. You got some subtlety, can't you? <laughs> Like, uh, the guy is, like, unconscious, upside down. Like, he's head at a weird fucking angle into the ground, and his pants are just floating off of his legs. And it's just like... And she's like, oh, I'm not into that kinky shit. And wh- wh- why is everyone so slow on the update? Because it's funny, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you the find, needle drops yes. out. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give a little, little pep. You know, I'll get me through the rest of the day. Oh, my veins are full of sewage. Yes. Ah, I got an invisible zombie as well. Hmm. Uh, this is yes. not what I wanted. That reminded me of when somebody at university used the wrong measurements on the uh, liquid chromatograph and shot the column outside out of the chromatograph because they went with uh, milliliters instead of microliters and put far too much of it. And that Ooh. that was kind of the uh, the sewage coming out of his veins once he pushed heroin in there, and there was nothing to pump Whoa. it around his body anymore. Mm. Nasty. Don't hit those kids. <laughs> no. Or, or don't die in a pipe full of shit if you're a zombified ghost of yourself. That don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's like he's so self-centered that he was not noticing that other people weren't noticing him. Yeah, yeah, it was all about Sports Max. Sports Max is the main character to Sports Max. Yes. Um. But yeah, his power apparently like revived himself into a zombie, so his power is still on, but yeah. now he's an invisible zombie. So well, we've seen that before the powers existing. Before, yeah, yeah. We, there was died. that one guy in um in the last part who uh, what was it? It was the guy who attacked uh, him on the plane. Notorious B.I.G. Yes, that was it. Yeah, like instantly died to activate his stand. So yeah, mm. um, it's not uh, unheard of. Um, so yeah, then they've got to fight, or rather, pretty much Irby's has to fight him, because uh, Jolene, like, forms a web, but that's when she realises, oh no, there's more than just one invisible zombie in here. Yeah, so the one she's the one she's wrapped up and grabbed is actually the, the corpse of the woman who he's just killed and eaten um, as an invisible zombie, and so he takes her out of the fight. She's put, still putting up, like, string to try and figure out where the zombies are. But also, this is the mausoleum, and it's filled with other mm. fucking corpses, so that's that's a lot for him to work with. Yeah, and Joey's fat begging her to kind of 
at the back down. I mean, fucking, we got we got phone pulled back out of this. It was awful and worth it, you know. But it's just like you know, fun, we can, like revenge can wait, you know. Fun, like we'll, we'll get him again. I promise. Fun said, no, it's fucking gotta be now. Fucking revenge. I gotta fucking get it while it's hot. He's fucking, he's right here in front of me. He can't wait. It's waited long enough, so I gotta do it. And her strategy is just fucking just. <laughs> Uh, just, 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 just walk around and get chomped, and then you know where they all are. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before they bite your head off, make two of your heads be bites the other head, and then you, then you don't die. Exactly. She does a variation on what Foo Fighters did earlier of making sure, sticking out her arm to be eaten by the invisible crocodile, and then turning her arm into a, her hand into a gun to shoot the crocodile. It's like, I know he'll want to give me the finishing blow because he really wants revenge because he's a self-centered prick. So I'll put a sticker on my own head so he'll bite my other head that's growing out of my head. Yes, it's quite because that, that's the first thing. That yeah. He's thought of that because he's detached his own head from his body and is holding it. So she can't grab his body, yeah. Yeah, so she can't. She goes to hit him and he's not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then, he tr- then he tries to leg it and then she pulls the sticker off her head which yeah. brings the brain he's eaten from the fake head flies Back out of his to body her to try and so rejoin her could... original head so it's like yeah. oh now he's now i can see where he is yes. so i can i can put a st- i can punch him and put a sticker on his fucking head yes and now i've got his fucking severed head which i'm going to use to basically like speed bag his fucking yes, invisible yeah. zombie Pulls body the sticker off his head. and off and on and off and on <laughs> it's very satisfying um it's complicated but it's very fucking satisfying <laughs> That this 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 one's for my sister. This one's for me. This one's also for me. And this <laughs> one and this one and this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. the real of shit, literally. Gays come up and. Hmm. Yes, he evaporates under the the, uh, the flurry of punches. <laughs> atomized by a stand flurry yeah. and just so you know she was totally in the right and this was the right thing through her sister's ghost descends from heaven to give her a hug and then leave again <laughs> yes which is nice yeah just, uh, just that little uh, catharsis yeah the movie says all I want to do is cry by you Jolene but I don't think I've got yet power to and she collapses uh, then all the guards come in because they've caused this massive amount of ruckus and there's, also there's, a, there's at least one dead body there um, yeah, I, and everybody else is injured. Mm-hmm. Joe Lee's the only one who's up and about. Well, one of her arms is fucked up, but yeah, yes. she doesn't have as many bites taken out of her as Hermes, so, you know. Now she gets blamed for fun. Okay, as if when you've just brutalized these prisoners here and killed one of them, so. Mm. Into solitary you go. And, uh, but, uh, she's just going to get stronger in the, in the double super max jail. Mm. Yeah, the worst of the worst, all the bad eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like I said, the the bills, the the music during the fight, and the payoff of uh, the ghost appearing. I was like, wow, that's like uh, almost like a full JoJo's arc within two episodes. Um, it's really fucking tight. Like, there's a bunch of really mm. wonderful shots in this. I assume we're just taken directly from the comic. Um, that they're just they're really well. Um, Really well uh, put together, like uh, really nice kind of stuff. Um, as, uh, to kind of build, work on that build and that satisfying kind of conclusion to it. It's, it's good shit. It's exactly yeah. kind of what you want from JoJo, and I guess it's a good way to start off the the next inverted commas season because um, it's kind of like, oh yeah, this is why I fucking love this shit. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like it, it was keeping very still, and there was this, like really cow going for this like shooting threads everywhere and mm. invisible invisible zombies. Well, that's even better. We don't need to put even anything in there at all. But it's that, that, that well, that's cathartic release. Just fun beating the shit out of him. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Put a little bit of kind of momentum behind there, and it felt good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And then we'll be um. Well, I guess we'll. I wonder how much of what we've already seen from the previous episode will be in the next one before we move on to the... Uh... Mm, yeah. yeah, It'll be a lot of this Jolene and her prison guard beating the shit out of each other because that's the only way to put, we could do it. And it gets some kind of really kind of fun gnarly stuff with uh, applications of strings and what they can do to, you know, mutilate parts of a human body that... <laughs> <laughs> it gets very grappled or backy esque um, when I was reading it. <laughs> it's kind of really detailed brutality. Then it is Bastard Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy Episode 11 Prophecy, in which everybody is horny except perhaps Geo. Geo might be the only non horny character, might be the only character who huh. isn't horny in this episode. Yeah, I mean, like, so the the old lady tries to come on to him, and he's just kind yes. of like politely brushing her off. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think you're right. It was uh, the point. Where, it was the point where the the old lady was like, "Are you grown up into such a big boy as well, Gio?" Strapping like, young lad or something. Yeah. She calls him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Okay, yeah, everybody's horny this episode." <laughs> uh, I just like the video there, Brian. You seem to be coming in like different from where your video is. I think you're coming in like, is it too soon or too? No, it's a little too. Soon or something? I don't know. Probably, why. probably your end. Um, if it's just my so end, then that's fine. Fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, everyone is a everyone's horny in in metallic kind of yeah. Like uh, our our hero. I mean, like they explicitly state in this episode, he's absolutely good. He is a good guy now. Uh, he gropes two women and smells the crotch of a third. So I mean. It's that's the show. That's that's what it's gonna do. He goes, he goes pretty far with the with the third one. To be to be real, this is fun. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun and say, okay, this is all too fun, and embarrassing, and we're all tired of it anyway. Let's just back off for now, and I'll make sure I get you next time. Okay, we'll be waiting, and then mm. let's all go back inside. Uh, and then it's raining, so like, brilliant, no one will attack us during the rain, because it's not like she has explicitly lightning powers or anything, which would be powered <laughs> up by a thunderstorm. Or an army of goblins who aren't too fussed about what weather is, but, you know, anyways, all you guards come in, get your, like, your, your stew and vittles, something hmm. along siege ahead. Not for you, Dark Schneider, what? Come on! <laughs> You've been a creep this entire fucking time. And we know the several scenes of him groping women. So yeah. Well, we know, and we also we, we know he's only groped one woman but... at that point. In that, in no, the it's the, the the her two subordinate um, oh, generals. Can... Oh yes, but uh, have we seen that this episode? I can't remember. Uh, it's so. a flashback to because ah, okay. she's like, "Hey, you were doing weird stuff." I was, I was mainly remembering when he was coming up to Ashne and Gara dying on the floor, complaining that they were making <laughs> out while. <laughs> While he that, was that was very funny, that. I will admit. Anytime it cuts to him, it's like, you nearly killed me. It's like, oh man, I'm over here bleeding out. I don't get any of that. But the reason he seems to be mad is because he's not getting to see Dark Snyder's great attack that he wants to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can hear her moaning in pain, I assume. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's I probably pretty cool. But no. Um, 
yeah, he's uh, they're they're a bunch of weirdos. Um, mm. Yes, because he's trying to seduce Ashne, and then Ashne's falling for it until she sees the fingernail turning purple, and she's like, "Oh my goodness, I'm going to get turned into a toad um, if I allow That's this." Not sexy toad. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I got a leg it uh, on the back of a griffin, and and then we get to the ditching out the beer where he turns into a puppy, a weird <laughs> puppy man. Um, mm. And we get Sheila trying to seduce Dark Schneider, and uh, Yoko walking in on them. This is after Sheila and the our our head priest guy have went to consult the Oracle. Yes, who helped see them because she's like, all right, like. Check it out. Like, how come he could break out of his thing so easily himself? I was like, yeah, so it keeps you locked up in a form unless we specifically release you if you're evil. But if you're good, then you could just break it because it, it, the magic doesn't apply to good guys, basically. Yeah, well, it's, it's a seal put round by uh, the grass of love. So only yeah. love, genuine love, can actually break through it. Yeah, he can break the seal if he's doing it for right the right reasons, like through b- because he, he loves someone and he wants to protect them, that kind of or thing. Or just is... wanting, to, wanting to get a feel of somebody, you know, is enough <laughs> that can't count as well. You know, Maybe, it's, it, yeah. it's all coming from a very similar place, you know. Hmm. It's, you know, desire, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I remember uh, the flashbacks now. Uh, they, but they were all the scenes where he was sucking poison out of people's bodies. So it was all the dialogue. Compromising camera angles <laughs> yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just the artists making it look much worse than it actually was. Um, I mean, like, they're they're making it look like exactly the way they wanted it to look, basically. Yes. yes, and it's odd that so many people get poisoned and need the venom sucking out. Um, <laughs> quite so frequently. Um, hmm. But yes, Yoko's getting jealous and she doesn't understand why because she's like she's always been in denial of Dark Schneider uh, but now she's realising I think that Lucian is Dark Schneider they are the same person so now she's getting jealous mm. and bursts in and throws a tiny dragon at Dark Schneider's head and uh, then they get Megadeth it's still <laughs> hilarious that she says Dave Mustaine as the first Dave Mustaine <laughs> I've invoked the name. Now I can say it legally. Megadeth is the spell she casts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the message says they're all co- it's all coincidental. Any resemblance to people living and dead. <laughs> then what are you talking about, the way? <laughs> I mean, like Megadeth does sound like a really big spell. I'll give it that. It does, but, yes. Yeah. Mm, so yeah, um, yeah. There's some like really fringe D and D type gags about why can't you just summon your own food with spells and he's like you know that's not my sort of magic i was like oh that's because he doesn't know goodberry yeah yeah yeah. he doesn't or at the time he would have had the create food and water spell as well oh yeah yeah yeah. okay which i think that created like a 10 by 10 amount of food and water (laughs) soup i I only learned all the explosion spells because they were like the coolest i want i want to be the dps guy yeah, no, nobody learnt those spells. Even if you were the cleric, you'd never bother taking those create food and water spells. <laughs> the spells that you would take in reality if you had magic are not the spells that they take in yeah. in these games or anime. Yeah, so not only making food and water for anybody. Come on, yeah, exactly. And, and the number of DMs who are making you keep count of what how much food and water your characters are eating in 1988 is very few and far between. Um, Mm. Some people have wants... a lot of fun with that bookkeeping, but not everyone. Definitely. No, it's accounting uh, with mm. rolling dice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so it, it did feel like a little bit of a reference to that, along with plenty of other D&D stuff in this show. Mm. Um, yeah, it was an enjoyably horny episode of Bastard. <laughs> this felt like you were just walking in on, on, on people like you were going, oh, oh God, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were, yes. you were doing that. It, was, it, it, it really feels that... Ugh. It, it's it's a show that you need to be watching with your back to the wall uh, because you don't want someone walking yes. in on you thinking it's like, no, I'm not watching just straight up porn. It's it's actually a classical anime. It's totally cool, you guys. <laughs> so why do I have to watch it at work for time purposes? Because that's like one of the few things that were run off the work Wi-Fi. Ah, dear, oh dear. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, that's bastard for the week. Much safer ground is Futo Pi. Actually, I, no, I was, I was thinking Yuri Deco. That's much safer. Now. Futo Pi is not much safer ground. Episode six: Terrible M White Fangs. I mean, like a guy looked up that gay sex is a thing that exists, and he's very excited. He's done exten- nice. extensive research. It looks like tremendous fun. I can't wait. She's like, no, no, hang on. <laughs> Everyone looks like they're having such a great time. It sounds good. Oh yeah, um, oh, dude, yeah. you meet lots of interesting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like in comparison to Bastard, it's considerably less horny, and it is very horny because like most of her clothes flies off in this episode. So yeah, yeah. I mean, please the back of... away. You're being distracted. Yes. <laughs> the difference is, is that in Bastard, both the animators and the characters are horny. In Fruit yeah, the PI, world is very horny. It's yeah. just the animators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Um, the, yeah, the characters themselves are just like, oh, I, I, I'll obviously put a blanket around you because to cover your modesty. Yes. But we, the the animator, the animator will animate her putting clothes on later in the episode. Yeah, I yeah. think part of the reason for that is uh, four of your main characters are based on real life actors who played these characters in a live action show. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to go too far out of the way. Uh, yeah, I like, feel like you'd have to pay extra for their any kind of likeness. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's always the new characters for the anime are the ones who get to be drawn hornily. So you've got the <laughs> idol character, you've got the the new member of the detective team, and at the end you've got um, the vet, the uh, Carnage knockoff. Um, mm-hmm. What's she called? Scream. Definitely not Shriek. It's Scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she could do with a support pro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a wrap-up episode. It's them yeah. beating up the uh, bad guy with fang. Yeah, they beat him up like early on in the first part, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's still cool. Like, uh, I, I did enjoy the um, how many times I press the button determines where the the fang is going to appear on my body. <laughs> Play it, good bit. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how boomerangs work. It's fun saying, ah, this is a toy to boomerang. It's the return to boomerang. And but it, it does have the thing of, I'm going to explain this very slowly so the boomerang will eventually come back and get you. Yes. <laughs> That's a I distraction. Can, I can grow knives anywhere off my body to shoulder charge you or kick you with. Hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty much. This is like, you know, to kill a crazy one. You know, this is a little people up. You can't go too crazy with it, though. We're past those days now. We're hmm. a level-headed detective agency here. Hmm. No, the point deal with him in short order. Blow up, blow up good. We only see a little bit of um, the the guy who turns into a motorbike having fought a bunch of uh, bugs on that roof. Yes. You're going to see him in shadow, basically. Yeah, they're yeah. still saving that one. 
Um, um, are they explain the gravity effect of it having lots of little wings? Yeah, it's basically like the wings are exerting like a pressure that's affecting your inner ear, which feels like gravity. So it's not, it wasn't literally gravity powers. It was like figurative gravity powers, like a bumblebee or, yeah, it was just like, okay, fair enough. That's, that's wild enough science that I'll accept that. Um, yeah, they beat him up, take him to jail, and then I'll, you get the payoff of Shitaro. Well, the thing of like, they could, they have a conversation about Shitaro, not, and then have to explain, oh yeah, he could hear all that because they were still combined with the, mm. the belt still on. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, oh, how embarrassing. Also, why is this bug still here? <laughs> Which I thought was a good punchline. Uh, just because you beat the monster doesn't mean the little bugs he spat out aren't going to go away, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and also we get the um, the guy tied up in a hospital thing because obviously he got fucked up in the in a fight with a Kamen Rider. Um, yeah. he, the, the rainbow-haired man comes at him and is like, well, looks like you weren't good enough, so time to... Take you out of the picture. Oh, we had to question him, but he'd been burned down to his very bones. Mm-hmm. Mm. Another job well done with a Fuzuo PI. However, the mystery deepens. Yes, as we see. I guess Aurora is his. Uh, yes. Yeah. Had power. We've got Brachiosaurus. <laughs> we must we must be subtle and, and, and stealthy in our advances. No, not you, Brachiosaurus. You're, far You're too, too large. big. No, not you, Shriek. You're too loud. I, with my firepowers, am just right for this job. That's what you know the Aurora for, you know, for burning people up. That's that's right. Like as far uh, as I can tell, like he increases the rainbow hair thing to just have a whole rainbow aurora thing. And also one of his hands seems to be made of fire, so that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the we get some. The manager, the producer of the project, was going out of his way to protect the programmer who was having to live the double life as the idol. Mm. And so, so all the signs that pointed to him to being the informant or the Donfant are like are just like no, no, those that was all him protecting her. Like that's why he's getting fired from the company because he yes. he went a bit too far in saying he's like no we we can't have her do a public appearance and they were like no we just got to do it to promote the game and he's like fuck you no we don't smash his computer aside hmm yeah. and uh, he so he's getting fired but don't worry they're gonna start their own indie indie game studio and that's gonna work out great I assume yeah so yeah. they're just, 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 just gonna do like you know their um. They're fucking like have knockoff one worse, but no, it's like Mega Man, but it's not Mega Man. <laughs> Disastrous uh, Kickstarter. Um, El Dorado Monster Gates, we call it Babylon Beast Door. There we go. Ooh, that's good. BBB, yeah. It's better, yeah. Yeah, I did like how, because it was teasing, like, oh, she was going to stick with me in this idol thing in the last episode. I was like, oh no, as soon as circumstances changed, she realized. Like what was actually better for her? It was like if she was stayed in the company, I think she realised no matter what she wanted to do, it wasn't going to go well for her. So she would have only been able to do the idle stuff if that's what the company wanted for her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so fairly light story compared to the first one, I would say. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. You know, we we used to have a certain kind of pace in your average anime series like that, so it was like. It's going in a little kind of three episode little kind of arc, and it has, it makes room for a little bit of cool down. Uh, yeah, 
which you know that's kind of refreshing to come across. You're getting the, the, the TV writing, but in the anime. That's um, because mm-hmm. no, of course, it's not say like no anime is just like no it's a set writing style, a set pace. It's meant to be no, it can be like so many different things. So why not can't be down to its writing and its pacing as well? Just had to adhere to this template so often. Hmm. And they can do the, the little bits of character growth where uh, Philip and your one, the assistant, are like, oh, they're on good terms now. Meet all our animal companions. And also, here's a new phone for you. <laughs> um, to get to do that. Also, he's researched homosexuality, so that's great. Yeah. Why is it bad that the rhyme below of, uh, of uh, the Transformer sound waves? The cassettes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking that as well. <laughs> it's still fun to play with. So but, much yeah. cuter, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The memory I think we've, I think we've only seen the yeah. bug, yeah, the stag, the, obviously the little velociraptor. Um, have we seen any of the other ones do anything? What, 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 what the frog was like, you know, doing like, you know, the talk boy thing for insane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's recording. You did very things. nice. Thank you very much. You did very nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I got that. But mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Yes, stag phone, beetle phone, spider shot, bat shot, frog pod, and den den sensor. <laughs> he was den den sensor is a snail who turns into a pair of goggles. Yeah, seems I did like the least like kind of um, aesthetically pleasing of the, <laughs> the little bat here. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the little dude now. <laughs> Uh, hang on, what have we got? There's some other ones we've not seen yet in this. Uh, yeah, we've not seen extreme memory yet, have we? Okay. Um, it's a special bird-like guy in memory that allows Kamen Rider Double to become Cyclone Joker Extreme. Ooh. Okay. So it'll probably be saved for. Well, maybe it's safe for the next one, or maybe they, we can have Excel actually show up and uh, be the other rider properly in the next story. The mid-season mm-hmm. flight pack upgrade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Yuri Deco, episode 10, Two Fathoms to Heaven, in which the gang are being chased. Some get caught, some have to be broken out of jail. I, like, for, for the fact that they're all going to go up to that thing in the sky that we can see this whole fucking time, it's like, they're going there, that's where they're going to go, that's, that's where or what Mark Twain is, it's like, we all know but it, it, the episode clips along nicely because they all have to like group together and separate apart and hide out in different places yeah. and break other people it's, out of jail. It's, it's, it, it's, it's really... Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> no, no, sorry. Go on. No, it's it's uh, it's really, really moving like, mm. to the extent that they kind of introduce problems and then resolve them within a few minutes of each other and then it's kind of getting a sense that we meant to expound upon this and kind of lay a little bit more kind of mystery about it so you can put the pieces together for yourself further ahead of time, but now we've got to kind of uh, really get in gear here to kind of get you to the, the end of the mystery. Yeah, it's definitely something they could have um, uh, drawn out into a couple of episodes if they wanted, just them being on the mm-hmm. run and stuff, but uh, yeah. yeah. There's a crowd on the run, we're separated, we get caught, we go together again, we gotta go out and try and again and try and own at this plan. Some of us get caught again, so we gotta break them out, and then, oh, we're just, 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 just get caught, get broken out again, and then we're already, okay, and then we get to the end, and we're on all the way up to the place now. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. 
It just felt like a, like a mad, mad dash. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's why I liked it. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I like much prefer this approach. Than no, no, I, I was saying if, if they drew it out into multiple episodes, like to make it a longer show, I, I feel like it would be done as filler. Whereas this appears to be like this is all the fucking high points. This is all the exciting bits. This is all the the character driven moments. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think- threats introduce and resolve them arresting an old lady, and then you see that one of them in disguise has loaded that old lady's robot mech into the fucking van. It's like, oh, that's coming out later, yeah. and then it does. Oh, yeah. It's very satisfying. So yeah, yeah, and it brings other characters back. So the mum and dad help them out, even though they don't know the mum yes. and dad are helping them out. Yeah, because her kind of speech was like, yeah, your friends look out for you and that kind of shit. It's like, oh, we are hoping for miracles. And it's just like, yeah, your your family still care about you, despite them kind of pushing you away. They they thought they were doing the right thing. And they're thinking about it's like, oh, well, what if, well, you know, her words echoing back to them is like, what if what they say is 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 the truth is, isn't real? And it's like, well, the truth has to come out. And they're just like, let's actively lie to protect our daughter and changing where the, the yeah. sightings of. This gang of um, what's the thing it called? Zero or something? Um, Phantom, Phantom Zero. Zero. Oh, it's Phantom Zero. They're the ones who are fucking uh, sticking all of, all our legs away from us. Yeah, because basically the the guys who are controlling uh, the posts on Twitter are are kind of inundated with these things. It was like we got to delete all this fucking shit. These guys aren't Phantom Zero. There's not another Phantom Zero event scheduled. So we have mm-hmm. to delete all these posts. So they're working overtime, which means the parents don't get noticed for changing the data. Uh, for a good while, what what and it got to go to cyber jail, <laughs> which means that they just like take off their goggles and it's like, okay, now we have to go to okay. real jail. And they walk to the front door and the cops are already there. Like Wi-Fi privileges revoked. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they go and then they end up at the um, the guy with his cyber zoo. Uh, yes, because they need to use his world. Uh, processing stuff to sift through the the data that they have. That, also, also, robot lions and tigers to take out the cops when they come and, and bust <laughs> in a raid. I, I, I was happy to see him come back, alright. He, he gets to come back, he gets to be helpful, he gets to make the new sound and then go, like, beware, the sound of a new at midnight or something like that. <laughs> Get him, boys! Oh. Yeah. Um, the, the cops are very ineffective in this, and, like, again, the moments of threat where they're chasing them into their their safe house and initially it looks like um smiley's going to get captured but then the robot jumps in the way of the not bullet the electrical zapping thing and the robot fucking explodes and i was like oh jesus did they kill off the robot and i was like no the robot's head detaches it's fine it's grand i was like oh thank goodness oh, so it's, a, oh, it's a robot that could probably be built as you know probably well, yeah was, but it was like no a, a very heroic and noble sacrifice pop mm-hmm. thank you very much yeah it's got a lot of really great uh moments of them helping each other out, looking out for each other, and, and just being badass. I think my favorite was just, like, um, Hank being, like, all he has to do is hide his afro under, like, a, a hat, and it's just, like, it's the perfect disguise. No one yeah. can see through it. Mm. I suppose some, some heavy, some heavy hats, like, for lead lining to kind of keep all that weird down. Mm, mm. Uh, Winston mm. has the most trouble uh, staying not caught, because he's... Well, yes, because they... I'm a different well, cat now. <laughs> But no, he's basically him. There's one point where him and Smiley are dressed up as uh, Luigi yes. and Mario. Um, yes, that's pretty great. Yeah, mm. their disguises. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, the interesting thing is that Barry is Barry quotes the real Mark Twain at one point, would uh, asking yeah. herself, 
uh, who said that? And I was like, okay, where, where are we going with this? <laughs> are they going to get to, is Mark Twain himself going to be Mark Twain or some sort of, or maybe it'll be the Disney um, World's Fair robot of Mark mm. Twain will be there. The entire into the claymation Adventures of Mark Twain. This is going to be one of the worlds <laughs> they visit along that thing, like Night on the Galactic Railroad. It's like, ah. I was wondering, was this the version of him that um, the Samuel Clements that met the guys from Star Trek Next Gen? And so he's gone into this whole fucking sci-fi route now. <laughs> but is it the same yeah. Mark Twain that met the ninja from Golden Cow... Uh, Golden Cow, La Dagger of Cow, What is it for Mark Twain fucking anime universe mm-hmm. we're conjuring uh, here? This well, is what they're exploring. Oh my God, I'm getting like fucking... Happenations here is much more than I realised. Let's have a quick look on Anime Planet's character database. How many Mark Twains are there in there? Hmm. Be, who, 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 was he in, no, it was uh, Melville yeah. and Bunko Stray Dogs. Um, no, Mark Twain's in Bunko Stray Dogs as well. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, yeah. there's Dagger the and Wee and Mark Twain. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Just okay. the two. So maybe this will add a third. It certainly will add a third in terms of a country um, hmm. or a, a floating city or whatever it is that they're going to get up to. But I guess if it's, I would laugh if it's a trick of perspective and it's so much tidier than you think it is uh, <laughs> when they float up there on the drones at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've forgotten how far two fathoms is. It's not actually like that's that crazy far, is it? Is it far enough that you can hang on to a drone that's dropped a little foot pedal? Two fathoms in 20,000 leagues above the sea, to quote another author. <laughs> yes. Uh, two fathoms is not very far. I should probably... No, I don't think so. In meters. Um, hmm. Two fathoms is 3.6 meters. <laughs> so. God, if it's... Yeah, if it's a perspective thing and that... that... The moon just is like, just like a door, basically. Just yeah, it's, a, like, it's a hatch you like open. Two fins upwards, and they're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be so nice. long, coppers. <laughs> oh, shit, it's the ceiling. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Yes, two fathoms doesn't sound right now, does it? No, no. Uh, two fathoms deep. Two fathoms. Uh, two fathoms to heaven? Question mark is the name of the episode because even the episode is kind of surprised. It's not uh, that fucking far. That's not a lot. No. <laughs> no, it's just it's a tall ladder. Mm. <laughs> I've done three point shots. Oh, like okay, right, okay. Uh, here, here's here's what we're missing. Okay, is that uh, a Mark Twain reference? It's a Mark Twain reference because I figured, yeah. Twain is an old fashioned way of saying two. Oh, uh, Twain uh, fathoms uh, to heaven. Right, right, right. Oh, okay, we're just reading it wrong. Gotcha. Uh, Mark Twain was the frequent call of the Leeds bird. It meant that water was two fathoms deep and indicated safe water. Mm-hmm. So Mark Twain. Okay, so yes, he's nicked it. He he's nicked his name he, from a thing from like the level of water that's okay to drive yes. a boat in. Yeah, yeah. He was good at that as a boy. Yes. <laughs> okay, you got us again, Mark Twain. You clever word play. <laughs> oh, he's fucking reading bitches from beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. Never taught me that in school. Um, 
Oh, well, maybe they did. I didn't retain it. So that's also an option at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That's Yuri Deco. I'm guessing two more episodes. I've not checked. Yep. Uh, on to a show where who knows how many of the episodes are left. Probably as many as they make. And when mm-hmm. they make them, who knows? It's Uncle from Another World, episode six. So they <laughs> threw me in the basement of a horror show. Yeah, they can make this go on for as long as they feel like because um, Sega's already basically done in terms of making consoles. So it's just like, how many Sega references can we make? As many as we fucking feel like, basically. It's a rich history there, you know. Mm-hmm. It seems very Saturn and like Mega Drive centric, this uncle. So there's, you know, however many things that they didn't get for at least even heard of uh, outside Japan until recent years. So. The, I think the thing that kind of uses the timeline here is. This is like the same afternoon as the last episode and the episode before that, right? Yes. That's where it's always, that's where it's always raining where they are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the same one as last week because they want to know yeah. what happened after he came to the, uh, the Isekai world. And follow yeah, he up. keeps skipping through his own timeline. It's, it's just like, oh, let me skip this bit. It's fine. Yeah. Burn to so the stick. This is, burn it yeah. again. Burn to the stick again. Oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, so he's, when he was put in the freak show, what happened to him? Well, he starved and very quickly turned into the uncle that we know and love today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he was sold for like way, way less than a scouring pad, which is why that little note is in the, that memory was in the his Man. notebook of, please forget this. Um, not, uh, even, not even a three packet brutal pads. Just no, one. one they found on the ground, basically. One already semi-used. Still very useful, but less useful than a talking orc, apparently. Um, so yeah, he go he goes mad. Uh, he said he would. No, he's not going mad. He's keeping his sanity. He's not. Yep. He, as he explains, yep. he's glad he is a level-headed individual. He is uh, keeping to what he knows, reciting all those, like the t- tentacle like uh, inside details about Pulseman and like you know, the studio didn't want to make this kind of game, <laughs> and it was like you no, know, a really great thing for them. And later on, they struck gold because that studio was called Game Freak, and they made a little thing in my product called Pokemon, and that's why I'm still keeping it together in this prison cell in another world. Hey, what do you think, Ray of Moonlight? What's <laughs> that? You want me to hold you? All right. <laughs> um, I like the Moonlight takes the compliment of he, that's the most beautiful thing he's seen, seen since a uh, Sega reference that I've forgotten. Yes. Um, it's the, yeah. it's the special ability of Pulseman. Which makes him oh, it reminds him of the ability of Pulseman. That's why he started talking to the Moonbeam about Pulseman. Yes. Um, and this was the same crack to which uh, he would have died had the, had not rained on the third day. Because the guy basically forgot about him for a week down there. <laughs> mm. So yes, pulls the Moonbeam out of the sky, turns it into a magic sword, cuts himself out, cuts all the other cute animals which have been captured out. <laughs> uh, we also... That's a bad idea. <laughs> but before we get to the bad idea, this is where we, he, they, the, the people, the nephew and his would-be girlfriend, explain that, oh, this is your translation ability, allowing you to converse with the spirits. And this is the first time the uncle has put that together, is they've explained yeah, it. Yeah, uh, he didn't know that that was his special ability. He didn't know that his thing was being able to fucking talk to people yes. and spirits and all kinds of things. And it's like, actually, that's really good. And he's like, yeah, I was wondering why the way I use magic is completely different from the way everyone else uses magic. Yes. Because it turns out he's the only person in that world who can talk to spirits. So it turns and out he was the only person actor. in the real world who can talk to yeah. spirits. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, 
that, which it, that explains why his magic still works in the real world as yeah, well, because yeah. I guess the spirits exist there hmm. too. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so then they then we get a long sequence of him fighting all these cute animals that had escaped because it turns out they were incredibly dangerous. Mm. I mean, like you uh, were in a freak show as an orc. None of these things were like uh, animals. These were all monsters you were caged in with. Yeah. So those rabbit, little cute rabbit guys are trying to eat him and whatnot. It's just and... like, oh, you, you want to be my friend? Arr. Oh no! You bit my cardboard <laughs> artery. Um, the, the the owner of the the friggin' freak show uh, is also getting mauled by animals, and he he fights them off with his laser beam moon sword, and he's like, "Oh, thank you, brave knight, for saving me." And then the guy turns around, and is like, "Yes, you're okay now." He's all bloody and fucked up looking. He's like, "Oh Jesus, what the fuck is that?" And he's like, "I'll send you to safety by like firing through a magic cannon to presumably someplace safe." <laughs> it seems. While he yeah. kills the rest of the monsters and then eats them yes. when the sun and, rises. And then all the action animators of the show check off for the episode and all the horny animators check in on the episode. Yep. Yeah, clock in, clock out. You know how it works. <laughs> Just trying yeah. to keep you warm. <laughs> uh, before we get to that bit, we have uh, I must remember her name. Uh, beyond, I uh, can't remember that. Yes, she's got to go to eat, eat some fried chicken. But She's convinced to stay because she wants. Because the story's see... getting really fucking good. Like, yeah, uh, big action this... sequence coming up here. Yeah, mm. the first, how he met the elf and rescued her from a uh, some sort of dragon. Because that and... happened like something like nine days into the world, so it's like really yes. soon after on the timeline. She's like, I could go eat fried chicken now, or I could see how this fucking plays out. That sounds rad. I'm gonna stick around, and just him instantly one shotting the yes. poison dragon. It's like, oh yeah, she'd already damaged him enough. His HP was down enough, so I just hit him in the weak spot, and it's just, yeah, that'll do it. And she's like, fucking, I could have had fried chicken, goddammit. it. It's okay, says, heat it up, but you know, what you want, fresh, fresh, is the best. Mm-hmm. And then she has to endure the awkward conversation between the uncle and the elf after the fight, as opposed to an exciting fight itself. Yeah. And the initial horny animation is her lying, dejected, at, at not eating frying chicken uh, uh, and choosing to do this instead. It's initially horny at her, <clears throat> but then we have two other whole girls we can get horny at in his flashback. So, yeah. Yes, because we got, like, yeah, the misunderstanding between him and the elf uh, after rescuing her. And then we catch up with what happened on the other bit of the story from last week. Uh, the bit where Mabel had shown up and the elf had found Mabel tied up. Hmm. Uh, a, in... a quick thing with the with, after he initially met and saved the elf. Um, <clears throat> we're calling her that because she just calls herself Elf, basically. Yeah. Because um, she doesn't want to give her real name, I guess. But um, they were saying is like, is she reverting to her normal programming? Because she's like, oh, I'll kill you, Orc, and she pulls a knife out. She's like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? This this feels wrong, it's... like. So she's trying to attack him, but she's like, I shouldn't attack him because he just saved my life. And then most of my clothes have been ripped off and he gave me his jumper. And you do see later on, she still sleeps in that jumper. So she kept it. Oh, he keeps thinking she's trying to stab herself with um, yes. the knife, which she's pulling out of hammer space. But so he keeps checking her body for knife wounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the horniness as well, of course. It is, but only <clears> on the animator's <throat> part because the uncle is not horny in the slightest, except for saying no. names. <clears throat> no. Um, I, I see the reason why she doesn't give the name on the Wikipedia page. It is the, the gag of, it's ridiculously long and unpronounceable. 
right. I had not realised though that Mabel's surname is Mabel Label. That's a great fucking name. <laughs> <It's> a, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then we catch back up. He wakes up, and both the girls are lying on top of him. Um, and then the elf like tries to come onto him, but Mabel keeps on getting in the way. She's trying sleep. to she's she's trying to convince him, and they're like the the two nephew and the girl are watching it, going like that's not gonna fucking fly. Where she's like, uh, there's some tribes that like cut up a beast to sleep inside it in the cold thing, so I'm using you for your body warmth. And he's like, perfectly logical. <laughs> I see nothing wrong here. They're just like, I can't believe he fucking fell for that. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, I think my favorite Mabel bit is when they think she's missing her mother. And it's just her having <laughs> yeah. a nightmare about her mother telling her to get, a, her job. To get a job. Mm. <laughs> Very fucking funny, yeah. She's really bucking against the the tropes and everything of um of a lot of stuff because as they keep explaining to her later as well, it's like we told you you can just flog that ring and live like a fucking king; it'll be grand. And she's like, mm, "I'm gonna hang on to it." And the elf's like, mm, "I'm gonna need to go back to that starting town and buy that ring back because like that means he's engaged to her and not me because I sold the engagement ring." Ugh. So, yeah, it, yeah, it very feels, by the end of the episode, it feels like uh, the uncle and the elf are now acting as Maybelle's parents. Mm. <laughs> oh, of course, uh, the elf is trying to make sure that she's not acting like his uh, his wife, because yes. she wants to be the wife. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Maybelle does volunteer to be the... Weird ones. Yeah. Yeah, Maybelle volunteers to be the elf's dog at some point, because she's... She's reminded that, oh, I could have been the pet in the fucking yes. town. Maybe that's what I wanted all along. Arf, arf, buy me breakfast. Uh, so they agree to go to a dungeon, except the elf wants to go back and get that ring. So she is also technically engaged to the uncle. And Mabel says, like, I'll go with you to the dungeon, but I sleep in till two o'clock and then I'm going to need a little bit of warm up. So five o'clock, six, maybe ish, you know, um, which is just like, so the party splits immediately. Um Big mistake. Mm. Uh, but back in the real world, everyone goes out to get noodles. Mm. The uncle says he's a pay, but he right. does not have enough money in his little purse. So she ends up paying anyway. <laughs> uh, I think there's still one more character we've not met. Um, See, I, I, I like this in terms of like, this is the same afternoon of them telling this shit. And the arc is basically him going like, oh, let me regale you the horrific fucking time I spent yes. in the fantasy world while they're just sitting around drinking coffee watching this shit. It feels Great. like we've got two clear threads now. We've got the thread of his early days when he's suffering mm. incredibly, and then we've got the Maybell thread where uh, the elf... He's already very elf. powerful and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sort it's, of. It's, it's also like, well, that, hey, you all come by, come around, watch, you know, just hang out and watch YouTube videos. Yeah, okay. And just yeah, spend yeah. a whole afternoon doing that. It, it's got that chill atmosphere, and it, the threat that's happening on screen. These are literal things that happened to him. It's fine because he's fine now. I mean, maybe not in the head, but he's 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 healthy now. Um, and I was half thinking, it was like, you know, killing all those monsters at the very start probably like kind of power leveled him a, a little bit for for the start of the game. Basically, <laughs> you know, he's just like, oh yeah, I've got a bunch of fucking XP to start with. So I killed a zoo full of monsters, so you know that, that oh, works yeah, out pretty it? well. Um, was it Golden Axe which was convincing him to kill all those monsters? Was that what he was getting the vision of as he was being taken down by the monsters? Yeah, well, what the fuck did convince him to 
He was getting a vision I... of a game. Uh, oh like... it, yeah, it was a it was a it was a isometric side scrolling thing. I think it was like as his vision was blurring, it was golden axe that thing he was seeing. Basically, I think yeah. you're right. Uh, one more ep- one more episode, and then we've got to wait until they get their production sorted out again. Mm, that's okay. Well, it is because we wouldn't have time to watch it anyway. Um, <laughs> righty ho. Uh, Chibibo, episode 10, Diet Hell, the hell of being old enough, and then the little thing, well, quite a big thing after the credits this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not get a title, but it was probably the funniest thing in the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the first part is Diet Hell, middle sister, wants to lose weight. What's she going to do? Why don't you swallow a chibibo? We get the Egyptian curse put on her. Mm. And we're in... Was it, was it Stephen King's Sinner? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And they made it into a film. That's kind of the body horror on, on, on display here. Where no matter how much she eats, she falls. Oh, I can drink beer and eat fried chicken all day, every day, and I won't gain a pound. Like nope. basically, her her thing is she's put on a very slight amount of weight, which is very against her whole thing. And and the sister was like, "It's from all that fucking beer you drink, dude. Beer's very calorific. It's like I can't not drink beer. I gotta." And so Mr. Hell is yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. well at the turning hell on earth, and oh. so so he sees an opportunity to. Uh, I, I got a spell yeah. book here for like making sure what you eat doesn't doesn't put weight on you, and it's called the uh, the torture of not being able to eat. I mean. Healthy diet plan spell, and she's like, "Fantastic! Shove that Jimmy Moore down my throat to Dr. activate a portal." Satan's diet plan. <laughs> I think it turns her stomach into um, one of those one of those flasks that you can never fill. Um, I've forgotten the name of it. It's a kind of one when you fill it up past the point it starts pouring itself out because the stomach like pour it loops back into itself, but then also I presume goes to hell. Or somewhere yeah. else is basically the way they say it. It's a sick <laughs> joke yes. is what it is. Hmm. But then she's uh, starving because um, she's not taking in any nutrition whatsoever, no matter how many fried chicken and beers she eats. Hmm. And when he undoes the spell, she then has to consume all the food that she has consumed. So it's now just... she has to go through the hell of all the exercise as well, but now being obscenely overweight as opposed to a little overweight where she was when she started. Yes. I think it did a pretty hmm. good job of like, Moving her a little bit different when she thought she was a little bit overweight. Um, yeah, yeah. And then moving her differently again when she's super skinny and then when super she's... Super underweight and then super overweight, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think my favourite bit is when she hallucinates that one of the chimney moves is steamed bun and yep. <laughs> <laughs> tries to wrestle tries it. To, tries to eat it, yeah. <clears throat> um, and then the yeah. second part, the Chibibos are now old enough to go shopping on their own. Because <laughs> no one else wants to. It's too hot yeah. out. Do you want to go get ice cream? Yeah. Oh, they got a new kind of ice cream down the thing. It's like, cool. You go get it. It's like, no, you guys convinced me that I wanted it, though. I didn't even know it fucking existed up until you told me. Mr. Hell, you do it. He's like, what the fuck? I don't, I'm not even involved in this conversation. I've been gardening and fucking laundering uh, all morning. Someone else do it. I'm saying, what well, let's send these little dudes out. We give them a the little purse full of money and you know it'll be like on a, on a tv show adequately aged and mm. uh they're gonna <laughs> go and like oh, get sing for us I'm, I'm sure they can handle it i mean they are like ethereal hell-bound spirits you know but they've also basically convinced mr hell is like oh the real fun of watching old enough is actually like following them around like the camera crew so you should do that and it's basically like, yeah he's going on the errand but they're doing all the 
the work and also being cute. So it's the real, like as as the show is in general, they're the little mascot characters. They're what you're going to buy the little uh, merch of and stuff. But Mr. Hell is the main character. We're here to watch his suffering <laughs> and him go on an excursion for and for everything to go wrong for him because it goes fine for the Chimimor. Hmm. Yes. Uh, and he's not really helping the Chimimor. No. The Chimimor is just fine. He just gets attached to a truck, <laughs> dragged into a fight with a bear. <laughs> He's not train. even attached to the truck. He just happened to be leaning on the truck. He wouldn't let go. He wouldn't let go of the truck. <laughs> he's like, like, truck he's like wait a minute. If I let go of this truck while it's moving, then I, then I'll be able to just let go. And then, of course, he's he's in the middle of a high speed thing, so he falls into the woods. It, that's where he hits a bear or something. I can't remember yes. the exact yeah. order of events, gets... but yeah, eventually gets trapped in a train in the ice compartment um, of uh, it transporting frozen fish. Yeah, he's a and it's going all the way to the end of the line. Uh... <laughs> And then after the credits, we get a discussion of uh, <laughs> gacha games based around hot boys. Uh, dump truck Is there fighters. a Chimamo gacha game? Because I feel like this would be There's the way about to promote to be. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, they turned rock, paper, scissors into three hot guys who fight each other on top of a On dump the back truck. of trucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, does it have to be about hot guys? Yes, all gacha games have to be about hot guys. That's check just the fucking rule. I don't make it up. Let's take a two of us here. What have we got? So obviously, hipster would be a kind of a good-looking, kind of fashionable dude. You no, know, mm. like specs would be kind of like you no, know, the kind of cool-looking, like you no, know, intelligent dude. We got like you no know, red pants and blue pants would be kind of the kind of twins or a bit into each other. You know. But like, yeah, I did got... like the way the middle, like the older sister, the younger sister is explaining what trope this fills. The older sister is reacting to learning about this trope. Yes. And then the middle sister saying, "That's that'll make a lot yes. of fucking money. That's very marketable. Money, yeah. She says well, the same same phrase yeah. differently in to- in tone because yes. she's kind of like, oh, "Are furries marketable? I suppose they are. Yeah, I sure. Suppose that, we got we got count for that. Though. Also, we got mm-hmm. get one the hot daddy funding, and there's obviously <laughs> one mustache is going to be like. You know, I okay, was going to say we have we have the whole like market corner here. Mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. With, with, with the Ross we got? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Oh my yes, I believe was Matsumi's reaction to. Oh my yes. <laughs> <laughs> mustache being turned into a hot dad. She doesn't need to be explained why hot dads are, are a thing. She's old. She's old enough to understand that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, it was funny. Oh. Just like oh, and this one. No, it's not even the one who is normally a cat-related character. It's a different one that's turned into a cat. It's the one with the cat pattern, not the one that is like a cat. I think the one yeah. with the cat pattern turns into a guy dressed as a cat. Whereas the a other cat guy turns boy, into yeah. An anthropomorphic yes. cat man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a tiny <laughs> tiger who's the one who acts like a cat is turned into a little delinquent. A hoodlum, a little delinquent. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's got a hair of gold, I'm sure, and firebrand. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, the, the guy who is actually the most devil-like turns into an angel, which is a bit unexpected, so, yeah. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, looks like the dog's back next week. Hey, <laughs> oh, it's a, a very fucking uh, this fucking charming cartoon. Uh, I've I take it now because I've been on nights for the last like little uh, two weeks to kind of saving it for when I get off the shift before my day mm-hmm. off. One day I'm gonna put this on in the morning. I'm just gonna have a little something like a yogurt or a bit of toast before I go to sleep. And this it's got a kind of where. I don't know about it as well. It's because it's just like some of the imagery that's in it. I get a very, I don't know, catamaran damasy thing out of it. Because I'm seeing round things rolling around. Sure. <laughs> Could be, yeah, yeah. But I it is know. kind of the cutesy kind of style of it and everything. And um, 
it's it's a thing of it's just like hey this thing that would have been like from the look of it marketed to kids in the past is like those kids are now adults and you could just make adult jokes at them and they'll still enjoy this so yeah it's, yeah. it's a good one then we got dragon quest the adventure of die episode 90 and you can't see what he's looking at uh 94 uh, on this file that's it sorry i've got something freezing mm. up making pinging noises at me uh all this bond i've got um bond even oh yeah yeah he's doing that uh in which our four remaining fighters face off against Vern. what could they do well half of them can get their asses kicked uh it's i appreciate the level of kind of thought and strategy in order to try to put into this now and kind of the stakes involved there's a little bit too much analysis and kind of analysis paralysis going on uh, for that. Yeah, this would have been quicker to explain in a comic because, you know, you just have yeah. the, the panels that are filled with text and you're you're good and you're caught up. But when you do it for an episode, it takes the, the, the whole fucking episode to do. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And it's it a long time to explain. Well, we basically just got to like, you know, as you kind of postulated, you can block three attacks, but not four. So this guy's fucking sends three boys at you to take the fucking tank to hit, and then the one someone else comes in with the four to, to get you. <laughs> hmm. But they have also, to they have to determine this by having two lads attack him and get their asses kicked, and then you only have two guys left to work with. Yeah. So, but before hmm. we even that one, Pop says, "Well, it's just, it's it's more of a, a, a counter move. So just don't go near him, and he can't hit you." <laughs> he's, Unless he's he decides to react to it. Yeah, yeah. However, yeah. this is like his best move that he's got, so he's going to do nothing but that because he hmm. sees us as a threat. So we're going to count on him breaking that out. And then our strategy is fucking uh, human wave tactics. Just keep sending guys in the tank the hits and then get him. Is the only plan I got, fellas? But it's not the only plan he's got. He's got another plan that he's not discussing with people. <laughs> because, because if he discussed it out loud, Vern would hear because he's right fucking yes. there. Yeah. It's being sensible. Yeah. And it they is. do and trust a, Pop is the thing. It is a much better plan because it's like, this guy, he's beating us with counters. How can we beat him? With my own counter. Counter the counters. Read counters. Mm-hmm. Check, yes. check, mate. Double By check, the end mate. of the episode, Vern thinks he's killed Pop. And cackles the cacklest cackle he's cackled so far in the series, <laughs> at blowing Pop up. And then we see the fire which has consumed Pop slowly dissipate and reveal Pop smiling smugly to himself as all the spell has gone inside the mirror of Shalal, which he had got strapped to his chest under his coat the entire time. Like, that was a great, that, that was fantastic. It's like, oh, remember that fucking, yeah, that didn't, that shit didn't blow up with the fucking knife. It, he, he just picked fucking that, picked that up, picked yeah. it up, stuffed it up his fucking shirt. Fantastic. But it's also the fact that he, when, when the explosion goes away, his entire shirt's blown off. And it's like, oh yeah, because Pop's ripped now. And it's just like, it's just like, yeah, I'm fucking class as shit. Um, it's, so it, it's, it's the smart it's a real, play, like, it's the long-term yeah. play. And also, it, like, he looks good doing it. It's fan- it's, it's, it's excellent. <laughs> it's a real good kind of it's it's the fantasy application of like the the, the gunslingers you know and now he's stepping up when he goes to the gunfight <laughs> if on he finally he's like the phone the, the the tin plate under his under his shirt and the, the bullets so he thinks he goes over to the gloat over his kill kapow yeah it's, yeah quick quick shonen jump talk that I, that was one of the best versions i've seen of that uh in a long time in um uh mashal 
with, with a guy blocked every single hit <laughs> with all the things he had lining his jacket. That was very good. Yeah. Novelty pins of his sister that, you know, <laughs> yes. pressed himself in his own little, little button pressing uh, uh, thing. Yeah. That was very good. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it is that very, um, that very trope done very fucking well. And just Vern's look of, oh shit, as he's about yes. to eat it. Um, and the, the next mm. episode preview, which just seems to be, Vern's on fire now. <laughs> <laughs> if he just mends the whole episode on fire I'll be fucking happy out I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that yeah uh, uh, also be, kind of want, oh yeah. go ahead Niall it'll be a very well animated dive point scene this is for my father and my father's father and my mother and for my scene I'll mm-hmm. fucking fucking knock the shit into you I'll have to see you try please please kill me now I'm on fire but <laughs> so that's what he wants to. he wants like a challenge you know so please mm-hmm. kill me now if someone could, could kill me if I think it wouldn't feel too bad about you before and saying fair play you killed me mm. uh, I, I, I also kind of want Oda to steal this bit for the end of One Piece where I, I just want to see one of these final fights in One Piece where it's just Luffy and Usopp facing down one of the big bad guys because mm-hmm. I was like mm. yeah because they don't get enough of that for quite a while, of those two being paired up again. Um, yeah, we haven't got a lot of teamwork fights in One Piece in a while, but yeah, it's unfortunate, because whenever they did those well, it was fucking fantastic, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a few of them in... Well, there's a big one coming up in the anime shortly, so... Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, yeah. But, but again, I thought for all, what what I did did, but it actually even in Dragon Quest here with one it was like no fun. Let's fucking get everybody out to get their licks in to fucking do something to fucking them, and they get taken out. But they're going down swinging, you know. Oh yeah, like like him and your man don't um don't go out like punks or anything. Like him punching through the the wave of destruction, and then like even um. Uh, Lara guy's fucking eyes out. He's still going yeah, he gets for his it. eyes fucked. It's just tell me where he is. It's like he's fucking right ahead of me. Just follow my voice and stab at that direction. Um, and Lara Hart giving the fucking Terminator thumbs up before he's turned into a fucking jewel. And that kind of shit. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, they they go out like fucking bosses. It's good. It's good shit. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we've got Shine On, Back of Batsu Bad Boys, Episode Ten, Defend the American Black Ships. No, the Black American Ships. I don't know why it was in that order. I would have reversed that as well. I was yeah. going to say, I said American Black Ships because that makes more sense. But, uh, it does, yeah. it does. Uh, this one we felt the most like uh, episodes of the Saturday morning uh, continuing an like, adventure series. So, like, come on, gang, we gotta go to Osaka, the tourist destination, see all the tourist bits of it. And then you got, oh, yeah. the bad guys, you're gonna fucking venom, fucking Miles Mayhem, was going to fucking take like, the American <laughs> ship and fun, use it as like, you know, fucking a false flag maneuver. And then they go and fight him off and go, I'll get you next time, Shinsen Gooby, next time. With doubt in my heart as to who I actually am. Uh, I think the new historical guy we get is Mori Takachika. Um, I looked him up. They made him way more jowly in this because as soon as I saw that guy, I was like, oh, that's a real guy. And they just gave him like these big old jowls. And I was like, he didn't look that bad. Yes, they just took the photo of him sitting like that and then just. Yeah. Adam constantly sitting. Yeah, yeah. Come on. That's so good. that's like fun, like doing it up when my eyes were closed, you know. Yeah, that's gonna exactly. be my, my, my state portrait. Come on, uh, I think I think the other lad who's trying to get him involved is real, and the guy with the cannons at the end definitely is because this is all, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
this is all. But, but when I saw that up. guy, I was like, that's a real guy, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I went assume, to my head, yeah. Yeah. The remaining episodes, I assume, are going to be the Kidmon incident, uh, but with yes. yeah. laser beams <laughs> where there weren't them before. <laughs> Fucking nice. All right. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> uh, which also makes me wonder whether there's going to be another series, or they're hoping for another series of this. I mean, they could just adapt another well, historical mm. event and add well, yokai and lasers to it. So, it's yeah, be- I'm, I'm it's because there's the we, uh, yeah, we, there's still a while off to the Meiji uh, era. Yes. So mm, mm. Uh, they might want to do it in the 12 episodes where it ends very badly for our heroes. Um, well, I mean, they could just go like, and we'll pretend we died because we we, we we're died. not the people we're and, playing. And we'll go to America. <laughs> it looks super fun there, as we discover here. I also mm-hmm. like the uh, our Japanese scientist speaks better English than the Americans. That was great. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you wanted to know? <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this they've been called in, uh, and then they're being paid by. Yeah, because this is like a weird thing where it's like two different sides of people who both want to overthrow the Shogun are against each other at this point. So they're, yeah, they're like, it's not that by... the Americans have called them in. It's that yeah. they've been paid by... Um, the... Aizu. I'm trying to think yeah. yeah, it's the Aizu domain are, are paying them to go and investigate this. Um, and yeah, the, the leader of the Chosu clan doesn't want to attack the ships because uh, he thinks... Um, that they wouldn't be able to win in a fight against the Americans. Yeah, as our as our spy guide points out, it's like we can't kick all foreigners out yet because we need to get our level of technology up high enough that they won't just kick our ass in a war. Yeah, which yeah. is a reasonable enough thing. They have like steamships and shit, and you guys are still running on sails. Well, I mean, like the steamship still has sails, but still. Yeah. Well, the other lads are like, oh no, we've got we've got the uh, the demon masks on our side, and we've got they've given us laser cannons, so. Uh, <laughs> So the the whole thing, like, no, the plan is to go to Robert, to go to, like, hijack a ship to cause an international incident by using, like, American ship to fire on the port. But actually, it was about to get it to attack, but then see how helpless it was in the face of Japanese technology. Mm, which, not it's not so much to convince, um, it, initially, they were thinking, it was just like, yeah, if it doesn't start a war, that's fine. It'll still fucking make people antsy about foreigners since an American ship opened fire on a port. But it's more so, it's like, oh, we can kick America's ass? Yeah, let's definitely get into a war. It's trying to convince the Japanese people that, yeah, we totally should kick out all foreigners because we can't, that kind of way. They, uh, they only throw the American so- sailors overboard because they can't power their weapons with American souls, apparently. Yeah, they need to power the Americans have no with... souls, Brian. Don't you notice? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the deal. Like, because they're, they're purists and stuff, right? They need souls that are loyal... To not necessarily the empire, but no loyalty to Japan. Japan. Exactly. So an American here to be an American naval guy is like that. Soul is not going to be loyal to any kind of Japanese ideal. So we just have to push them overboard, not kill them with our swords that would take uh, their souls. So yeah. Only you and Madara, loyal anime fan. Only your soul can power this. <laughs> <laughs> Please buy all the Italian merchandise, key rings, postcards. That'll just make our swords more powerful. Yeah. yeah. Yes. If you want a second series, you know, <laughs> give us your energy for the spirit bomb. <laughs> Only if you are loyal to the cause, though. That's all. No, no bad vibes up in here. 
I was wondering how they were powering up the cannons because do they have to shoot like a bunch of Japanese people to power up every one of those cannons? Like, well, is that they, how it they, reloads? They've collected in those big en- the big engine thing. Yeah, that's I remember Ow, the big engine. Thing. It's like they take it out with madness. a sword. They plug the sword into the battery and they charge the guns with the battery. I suppose. Yeah, it's it's a whole system. Um, they managed to catch up with the black ships because. Um, the guy who died oh, the, the electric, uh, the outboard motor one. The yeah. outboard motor, which they charged. The way up. his staff perfectly fit on the the plug for that, I was like, and it steered it as well. I was like, yes. oh, that's really nice design. Yeah. I did enjoy that. Yeah, it was pretty much like that boat we stole in Red Dead Online the other night. <laughs> 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 you got a yeah, speedboat and cowboy before, time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much the same era, like thirty years. The Iron Fish. It wasn't powered by a soul-powered electric staff by a month no, or so. I, it no, was a, I mean, I not quite the like same. A, it was a steam motor, I think, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, because they had the bag of coal. Well, for a Iran man, the kind of speedboat. Yes. Um, hmm. As I was watching this, this would make a good mission in the Red Dead Online if they ever develop things for it anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Plus, then the boat, of course, you, catches you, fire. Yeah. <laughs> So our yeah, brothers could a, have a sword fight on a burning boat. I, I did appreciate the the thing of they were, they were trying to dodge the cannon shots as they were trying to get to the boat, and the man's just like, "No, we're gonna blitz them." And his plan is actually good in how crazy it is. We'll go so we'll go in a straight line so they can aim at us, and we'll use the explosion because they haven't figured out how to get from the boat onto the American ship. He's going to use the explosion of the cannonballs to propel themselves into the air so they can jump yes. off their boat onto the ship. For All some reason, the speed, speedball yeah. explodes behind them when they land. Because yeah. it's fucking forward. cool. That's why it happens. It's, it's the rule of cool. Because it's so There's no flammable materials on the boat at all. I don't understand. <laughs> it was an electrical motor. Why did it explode that, that way? Because it's cool. Because they're a Sentai <laughs> team, but they've got to have an explosion behind them when they <laughs> enter. They are color-coded and everything, yeah. yeah. I worry about the big lad, because if his brother is mostly themed yellow and the big guy is mostly themed yellow, is that like up, him up for the chopping block then? In the oh, second yes, series? if Rashomaru joins the team. Uh, yeah, yes. we already got a yellow guy. Uh, you're, you're burnt ochre. You can't be yellow. <laughs> well, it'll be gold or... It'll be the, gold or the, the uh, outside color. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Uh, yes, because they, they, they go back and forth and as you pointed out, Niall, he's got a tell and... Uh, mm. I definitely totally. I'm pretty sure I killed our mother. Did you? Because you could get you you give me the rock. You know what's the the rock cooking? A lie, I think. (laughs) The um, like this show is very well competent made. It's really fucking tight. The animation isn't the best. This is eyebrow raising up was very like on a pulled on a fucking (laughs) string. Like you're just pulling the the keyframe up and down. It was yeah. It was very funny, but like I don't think that was the intention. (laughs) This was the worst looking episode. There's been oh yeah. That's, that's what I mean. It's most a lot like, of cheapness. Most there, like yeah. fun Saturday morning, like like a like serialized cartoon the episode for the goal to the exact location and fucking Cobra are up to no good. So you got to throw them out of there. Mm-hmm. Nothing's on model or isn't as on model that kind of way. Yeah, yeah. it's particularly the it's particularly the dramatic sword fight between brothers is the bit which might look the worst, and you think that would be the bit you'd want to look the best. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was the cool like kicks and like fun breakdancing moves he did? No, already around the series. I Who guess spent we'll... the breakdancing budget? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I was, I'm at home before, like, like, just with how, like, uh, fucking wild some of, like, styles are. We've got fucking bayonets, we got fucking big staffs, we've got electric fucking, like, you know, uh, fucking pole arms there. But, like, they go a bit, 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 bit wild in the final confrontation, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ship goes down, and he rescues his little brother, and the little brother's almost being convinced by his words, and then his mates show up in their boat, and he, Nips off back to the villains. It was really annoying. Like he's getting dragged into the depths, and his brother goes in to save him. And I was like, "Well, at least he lost his big magic sword." But when he has two mates over in a rowboat, they it was like, "We got we we found your magic sword somehow." I was like, "How the fuck did you guys?" That's very fucking convenient. But mm. yeah, it's kind of funny. He's doubting though, you know, because he's being he haunted, is, yes. haunted by like all the all the spirits of the people he's killed. And I'm right there, on top of the heap, is mama, and, mammy, and daddy. Mm. They're weeping. They're weeping for him. Weeping to see the boy like this. And it really, My uh, son. it really singes it for him when his brother kind of goes. It's like, yeah, but like, mom and dad were brave and strong because they sacrificed themselves to save you. And he thinks about it. He's like, wait, dad did literally run at that dude, cut him down, and then mom said, yeah, kill me to stay alive, basically. And it's like, shit, no, you're definitely wrong. I, I chose to do that. That's no totally way. evil, bro. Yeah, yeah. Norman from Big O made a very convincing argument, and uh, that's why I'm evil now. Because we get a little bit more of his face, and uh, he's definitely got Norman from Big O vibes in his mustache. That kind of like, uh, yeah, the the clock looking mustache, that kind of thing, yeah. yeah. And the long face as well. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that may turn out to be an entirely different person than the person we've seen taking orders from. Yeah, um, yeah. Currently. He's put on a lot of weight. A lot of ways. Yes. Well, he's been sitting on that giant yokai hand for so long, you know, oh, not getting yes. the exercise in. Mm. Jowly. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they fire the cannons and then they're marching to Kyoto with, they've, they've also got rifles, similarly soul-powered. Hmm. Of our boys to do. Well, probably oh, use yeah. their soul-powered swords. Yeah, for Nobunaga was using guns, he called hacks, but when you get to use guns, oh, <laughs> this is for the honor of glorious Japan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. One Who's rule for the one rule here? for Nobunaga, another rule for real patriots. Yeah, yeah, sure. You could have had soul power guns like centuries ago if you just fucking <laughs> listened to them. Mm-hmm. I tell you. <laughs> oh, man, if that guy turns out to be Nobunaga, how pleased will you be now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, con- considering like the imagery involved, it's probably fucking Abe or Seme still alive after a, a-, a millennium. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Could be that as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And this, why not? Like you know, and he knows the old ways, so this is all adding up to that. That one. Just take your pick. There's a certain like period now, like you know, between mostly in the two thousands and the end of the nineties, whatever. So it's like. Who's going to be the villain of your, like, you know, historical or historical adjacent like, anime series? It's going to be either Abe no Seime or Nobunaga or maybe even both of them together. <laughs> they were both or, the same guy, yeah. yeah. Or that was Nobunaga, but he's also Dracula. Uh, There's <laughs> like, you know, it's why it's almost exactly what you do in our Western media. Who's going to be the villain of this fun hacking action flick? Uh, Hitler, zombie Hitler, cyborg Hitler, cyborg zombie Hitler, Frankenstein mm. Hitler, Dracula Hitler, ghost Hitler, mm. Hitler Jr. Okay. Right. That's it for this week, though. Uh, let's take a look at the spreadsheet of 
Mafia. Mm, um, we, get, we do have a Cyberpunk coming cyber- out. So. Plug. Cyberpunk drop today. That is true. Mm. Um, so next week we'll be weekending the seventeenth. I don't think Tatami Time Machine Blues is going to be in English on Disney Plus. It will oh. be in Japanese this week. Oh, that's fine. Um, they put up a clip of the opening of it, and it opens with a very fast monologue. Uh, the uh, yep. sub- <laughs> the auto generated subtitles could not keep up with it. Oh Jesus! Um, okay. I was because oh, it was on there as well. I was watching some of the Tammy Galaxy again, and just like it was d- difficult to keep up. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I despite it's getting old, it was just really fucking. Wow, that's what I'm again. That's what I'm worried about because I was like, I did, never had a problem before. I did have a problem with night, uh, the night short walk on girl. So I think I'll be fine. Mm. I think I'll be able to take that pace. And I like that pace. That's what I like about it. Is that's what I like about feel alive. It does. That's what like maniacs talking incredibly fast. Not had that since Vlad Love. Uh, <laughs> give me it again. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, well, I'll see whether I'll see. I I, I mean, I'm not going to be able to resist the temptation if a fan summer grabs it, or if it does have English subtitles on the Japanese Disney Plus, then I'll somehow watch it that way. Mm. Um, mm. We will wait and see. Um, who knows? Yeah. They might treat us. Might treat us good. Maybe, yeah. Well, when I had a spare minute, I just like I looked at because I was just seeing cool gifts of it of that uh, licorice recoil that mm-hmm. that started this season. It's all about thing where like you know there's like a hidden like cabal of like uh, government assassins who keep undesirable as out the public guy in Japan. So it's a bit kind of kind of weirdly controlled thing, but it basically works like a police procedural thing. Mm. Or like you know, you got one recruit she's kind of busted down from position, you know, because she kind of went disobeyed orders. So she's trying to like get back in good graces. So she's been paired with a kind of uh, operative who, who is working outside of the system, but works with them sometimes. And it's all mm. like a cafe kind of city hunter kind of job, where it's said to, 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 to take on jobs from whoever to kind of do anything like that. Mostly about these two buddy cops. One's very kind of bright and bubbly. One's very kind of stoic and reserved. You gotta learn to get along together and get get into cool gun by action sequences. Okay. And supposedly, like, like one is using like non-lethal rounds with the phone, like piercing through like the phone, like car door for the fucking take out this. <laughs> <laughs> it's lethal to cars, not people. Yeah, but mm. it's it, it's pretty sweet like action. You get this, you no, know, one pretty sweet little action sequence like per episode. You know, I've watched three in a minute like there. So you like. A guy's taking a grenade out, you kind of, but a kind of you kind of squats it out of his hand. It kind of like rolls into like this little like stall or a cupboard list, like next door. It's about to explode. You kind of flips him in front of the door, that thing, and then it explodes and knocks him and the door against the wall to take him out. Uh, okay. It was very nicely put together, little mm-hmm. sequence. Um, so it's again, I know this guy is. Seen it so much for kind of true gifts and things. I thought I gotta give this a look, and it didn't let down in that regard. Uh, okay. You know, the things in the story that you know, you know, my may or may not have a certain tolerance for, uh, but just in terms of it being a kind of a pretty good procedural uh, action show, it's really really good. Um, okay. So, so time on try and finish it out before the avalanche of things in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Um, Whereas I, what did I watch? I watched the opening, the uh, opening theme animation to Call of the Night. I've not watched the show at all yet, but 
I did watch the opening. Yeah. The opening is pretty nice looking. Hmm. That's another one as well. Um, that, again, I've been looking at Mr. Coyle also. It, it this, this looks very well. Um, that's very being to do it. It's got a few characters in it, but you know, and they're kind of CG characters, so you got you got to take what you can get with that. But yeah. the actual character animation, action, or otherwise, is really really nice. Um, now Call of Night as well, because because it's been. That's another thing in high dive. I could I, I could I could watch and make use of the account. Yes, though, uh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I was looking at it because I was like uh, I was wondering where Eurosite Zero was going to end up because I was like, well, where did the last Noitama uh, show end up? And I was like, oh, okay, who ended up on high dive? There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone's announced Eurosite Zero yet, have they? Not yet. No. If you got on high dive, that'd be a fun, a, a good guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm kind of hoping I don't like it. So I don't have to watch, find time to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you will, you know, you will probably look for problems in it. That's that's true. Uh, my my feeling mm. is is that if you like the Oshi Eurosite Sura, you're probably going to like Tatami Time Machine Blues more than the 2022 right, right. Eurosite Sura because everything is pointing it to being more faithful to. An adaptation of the comic, not comic. a reboot of the show. Yeah. But yeah. that being said, if they do it in the format of three stories or five stories per episode, then I'm fully on board. Because mm-hmm. uh, as much as I like Mamoru Oshii, I like that format even more for a comedy. Uh, <laughs> well, Vampire Dies in No Time, yeah, has worn yeah. that out in recent times. Mm. Yes, and I'm thinking of Psyche K, the first season of that, that was written to, I think the subsequent ones, even though they don't think they did it, it and in the same way as Manga Dai was, it was written as five segments that you could also split up on daily showings as well yeah. as a, yeah. uh, a single episode. It's yeah. definitely an excellent format for, for comedy, so yeah, yes. that would be excellent. Because yeah. yes. my, my problem is that less the Oshi of the thing, it's, it's more the uh, Ito of the thing, because the reason why the Oshi Eurosotsura got so good is because Ito could take a single strip and then stretch it out over the, over the two segments, as opposed to when it started, mm-hmm. when it was in two-segment stories, because he was so good at tagging jokes. He could yeah. take a joke... Yeah and add to it uh, without destroying the core joke from the strip. And of course, hmm. the other thing, the other bonus they had is they got Mega Day and the Stormtroopers to also fill in as a chorus, which weren't there in the original series. Mm-hmm. Um, and because also, if you like Mega Day, you're most likely going to like Tatami Time Machine. So we definitely like it to uh, Tatami Galaxy, because mm. um, you've got that fast-talking, monologuing, um, and you probably will like Time Machine Blues as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I noticed that from the news article on Anime News Network that the author is playing a character. Yes, okay. I, I recall that. Yeah, or the screenwriter, not the author, because it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird um, birth of this, isn't it? Because obviously it's a it's a stage play, Summertime Machine Blues, which then gets mm-hmm. made into a film. Which then gets adapted yeah. in by the author of Tatami Galaxy into a new novel, but then mm. is adapted back into this anime by the original screenwriter playwright of the original play. Who was any also of the original yes. nutrients left. Yes. Mm. Who was also mm. the guy who adapted Tatami Galaxy to animation and the night is short walk on girl to an animation. Um, so yes, it's a a loop of uh, 
creativeness, which I guess would work given you're dealing with time loops and time machines. Uh, I think the way they work in the time, the summer time machine blues characters by the sounds of things is that they're attending the university 25 years in the future. So you've got okay. the characters from the Tatami time machine blues in their timeline, and then 25 years later are the characters from summertime machine blues. Right. And then those are the guys who've got the time machine, which then they travel back in time and somehow then, then the guys from Tatami Galaxy are using the time machine to fix their air conditioner, which is also the plot of summertime machine blues. <laughs> Okay. But Brian, I thought you hated Steins Gate. <laughs> I do, but this will be a good version of that. <laughs> it's about an appliance that lets you time travel. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't hate the I, I don't hate the premise of Steins Gate. I hate the execution of it. Right, right. Um, it almost put me to sleep in the cinema. Um, it did put you to sleep, I prefer. No, I was just making noises that were indicating that this is boring me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm awake. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Right, that's it for this week. Back with more of this stuff next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, nonsense. Stay tuned for more.